Hey there, and welcome to Speak Out, Call In, Public Speaking is Advocacy, and I'm your host, Lindsay Flores. Join me as I read through each chapter of this awesome public speaking textbook, and feel free to follow along with me online by taking notes, or just let your brain soak in the information as you go about your day. Chapter 3, Selecting and Formulating Arguments. Learning Objectives. Define and explore brainstorming for argument selection. Write a specific purpose statement. Write effective thesis statements. When you're preparing to speak, finding an argument, perspective, or topic can feel overwhelming. Where should I start? What do I care about? Why should the audience care? Are all questions that you'll likely encounter. These are important queries, and we don't want to downplay the difficulty in selecting an argument and formulating an idea that is worthwhile to the audience. Finding an argument that fits the context is timely, well-reasoned, and interesting can be difficult. Oftentimes, we can sit down to think about ideas, brainstorm, and jot down some insights. Our page feels oddly blank. What should we talk about? Where do we start? are common questions that race through our minds. You might experience this too, and feel confused about how to begin selecting an argument or sorting through information to locate an interesting idea. When you begin searching for an argument, you aren't alone. You have tons of informational avenues that can direct you to different topics that are relevant in the world. In fact, you're experiencing interesting information all the time. You are constantly absorbing, sorting, and curating information and ideas. Think about your social media accounts. If you're like us, you're likely scroll through and click on articles that seem unique or insightful. You like or comment on, in response to the posts that you draw that draw you in. There's a constant flow of information and potential speech topics. In this chapter, we explore how to select and formulate the main argument for a speech. It's often uncommon to snap our fingers and know exactly what our argument will be, and that's okay. This chapter works to funnel you through brainstorming and searching towards writing a clear and narrow argument that is specific to your public speaking context. It's our goal to encourage curiosity, and we hope that you will accept the challenge. By the end of this chapter, you will have a deeper critical thinking skills that lead you from a broad topic of ideas to specific arguments and thesis statements. Before brainstorming a topic can begin, however, you must zero in on the context. Context is key. Your context should always guide your preparatory process, including selecting an argument to present. The context defines why you're there, how long you're there for, when, and with whom. By answering the why, i.e. why I'm here, you can determine your general purpose for speaking, informing, persuading, or entertaining. While arguments can often be adapted to fit many purposes, it's always important to begin and project by knowing the parameters and overarching goals. In this case, why am I speaking? For example, you are trying to solve a problem, reduce uncertainty, increase awareness, honor someone. Selecting a final topic before considering the context means placing the cart before the horse, so to speak. 
Your context will inform the general purpose, which will guide your specific argument. It's important, too, to stay appraised of the other contextual factors, particularly the time. How much time do you have to speak will influence how broad or narrow your argument can be. If you have three minutes, for example, you might have a specific and focused takeaway for the audience within that short amount of time. Alternatively, a 20-minute speech provides more flexibility. There may be some ideas or arguments that, you aren't, that aren't feasible within certain time constraints. As you'll remember from Chapter 1, context also refers to the broader historical and cultural context. Being aware of larger cultural conversations and dialogues can assist in selecting arguments that are timely and relevant for your audience. In other words, it allows you to find information that is having an impact on your community, communities right now, and that information becomes significant to share. If you aren't sure how to locate such arguments, stay tuned. Below, we'll tackle brainstorming as a mechanism to locate potential arguments. Brainstorming. Brainstorming is the process and practice of searching to find ideas or information. When you brainstorm, you are generating ideas to overcome a barrier or confront a problem. The problem you're confronting is what can I talk about that will sustain the audience's attention and have an impact? For speeches, brainstorming assists and in locating and narrowing information to an accurate idea that supports the development of a well-reasoned argument. Like we mentioned in the introduction, you are already sorting through vast amounts of information daily. We are confronted with so many ideas, research findings, memes, tweets, advertisements, and podcasts, just to name a few. We develop personal strategies to find information that is meaningful and worthwhile to us. Brainstorming is a practice that formalizes that sorting process. It takes you to make those choices more deliberately and consciously. The, the key to successful brainstorming is openness. You must be open to finding, locating, and narrowing down information. Arguments are advocacies. Topic selection and argument construction are key parts of formulating an advocacy. Speeches are meaningful and impactful communication acts. When you speak, you are supporting an idea, cause, or policy. You should approach brainstorming purposefully and intentionally with a framework in mind that what I select matters. Because what you select really does matter. In addition, your advocacy might begin broadly. But your goal is to tailor that, to that advocacy down to a workable argument. It's helpful to think about your topics as orbiting an advocacy. For example, you may be interested in environmental advocacy, where environmentalism is a large and broad topic. But environmentalism isn't a workable speech argument. It's way too big. With research, critical thinking, and expertise, you'll narrow that broad advocacy umbrella down to a work workable argument, a thesis statement, and craft the remainder of your speech with that specific argument in mind. We suggest two broad brainstorming strategies, and let's start with the first, exploratory research. Exploratory research encompasses brainstorming strategies that spark curiosity. 
When you explore, you're going to on an adventure and exploratory research is similar. You're sorting information to find broad topics or ideas that you'll narrow down later. Conducting a personal inventory and exploring online are two great exploratory brainstorming strategies. Personal inventory. An old adage states, write about what you know. To write about what you know, begin con by conducting a personal inventory, a process of tracking ideas, insights, or topics that you have experience with or interest in. Retail stores do regular inventories to know what is actually stocked in the business. You have much more going on in your brain and background than you, than you can be conscious of at any one time. Being asked the right kind of prompts can help you find ideas. Look over table 3.1 for some prompting questions when conducting a persona, persona inventory. This may not be an inventory that you complete in one sitting. In fact, it's worthwhile to jot down a few things that catch your attention throughout the day or for the series of days. Once complete, the inventory may seem long and intrusive, but digging a little deeper may help you find ideas and directions that are unique to you. Generating your list based on these questions and prompts will get you excited about your topic and talking about it to your audience. Let's work through a hypothetical application of the personal inventory. Imagine brainstorming for a speech and you write the following response to table 3.1. Major, economics, for now. Goals, complete my degree with honors, travel to Brazil. Barriers to achieving these goals, Procrastination, assigned class schedules, expensive college and fees, problems with gaining a visa. As you look over these broad ideas, your next step is to highlight topics that pique your interest or are a priority. You might highlight expensive college as a barrier that could prohibit you from completing your economics degree on time. After all, if you're unable to afford college or are worried about loans, you may take a semester break or drop out. Also, as an economics major, you become more interested in exploring college affordability. As the personal inventory implies, good speech topics often begin with the speaker. After all, if a speaker is intrigued by an idea, the passion is more likely to translate to the audience. But it doesn't end there. Remember, we are just brainstorming. It's still necessary to research and read about a topic or problem from multiple viewpoints and sources. If we only begin from ourselves, we often fail to see or learn about different perspectives, other important areas, or problems. Exploring online can help narrowing your topic and deciding if it's a relevant argument for your audience and community. Explore online. A second brainstorming technique is online exploration. Searching digital information with an open mind you can use your personal inventory as a guidance, or if you're stuck, you can read information online for ideas that spark curiosity. There are ample online locations to find an array of information, from Google News to Twitter. When you search, look far and wide. It's common to search and seek out information that we're looking for. But brainstorming isn't about finding what you've already known. It's about finding what you don't. Use different search engines and social media platforms for help. As you search, skim. Remember, this is an exploratory phase. We'll talk more about searching in depth in chapter four. 
So you don't need to read every article that pops up on a search engine. Write down words, write down phrases, ask yourself questions about those words and phrases to determine how relevant and interesting they could be. For example, if you continued brainstorming about expensive college, an idea on your hypothetical personal inventory, you might find a series of posts, articles, and insights that A, help you learn more, and B, help narrow down the topic. You'd learn that under the broad category of college affordability, there are a range of topics that influence students, including student loan interest rates, textbook costs, private loans, and the depletion of Pell Grants. You could attack any of these issues, of course, but some are more complicated than others. Textbooks seem like they could be a potential topic. Perhaps you recently experienced purchasing expensive college textbooks, or perhaps you loaned a friend money after their textbook bill made it difficult to pay rent. After reflecting, books seem ripe for advocacy. Whenever you're exploring a topic online, it's important to remember that if you have one good source, you'll probably have several. The trick is to be able to use one good article to track down multiple sources. For example, a Vox article about textbooks titled The High Cost of College Textbooks Explained provides opportunities for more online exploration. Below is a list of ideas or concepts to click on or research in other tabs. Look for these in every article as you brainstorm. Pretty soon, you will probably have a dozen or more tabs open, meaning you will have much more expertise and a deeper understanding of your topic. Hyperlinks. Journalists do not cite their sources with footnotes, endnotes, or internal citations like you do for this class. Instead, they hyperlink their sources to make it easier for you to track down their evidence. Big ideas. You can easily Google main topics of an article to see how other people are talking about it. This will allow you to see more than one perspective on a topic to cross-check your original article against your other writers. People. From the author to the people they talked about or, or about, look up people to read their credentials and determine if they are qualified to write or talk about that relevant topic. Jargon. If you find words that are unfamiliar, look them up. This will help you understand the argument better and make certain that the author actually knows what they are writing about. Plus, it will give you some words to use for mind mapping. Before we move further into narrowing and mapping our topic, let's conclude this section by busting a few myths about online information. Myth number one, Wikipedia is bad. You've likely heard that you can absolutely not cite Wikipedia in a formal essay or speech. While yes, Wikipedia is a collaborative encyclopedia, meaning that anyone could technically add to its content, its pages can be useful for brainstorming. We recommend using Wikipedia in two ways. First, search Wikipedia for the internally cited material. If you've used Wikipedia recently, you know that the content includes references to other sources that validate the findings. Use those. The references are helpful in locating often credible sources for your own research topic. Second, use Wikipedia to clarify complex ideas. Because Wikipedia is a community-based and collaborative encyclopedia, technical language is commonly translated to allow better comprehension. If you aren't sure about an idea, 
Search Wikipedia for help, but verify the information through other sources too. While we don't recommend using Wikipedia as the so source, their content can direct you towards reputable research and clarify difficult concepts. Myth number two, information is neutral. It's easy to believe that because something is published online, it's neutral and reputable source. Sadly, that's not the case. In our digital information age, virtually anyone can be an author, and that's great, but it also reduces the reliability of information that's being posted. You've likely heard about fake news, but we'll use it as a term for propaganda, biased or misleading information that promotes a particular agenda. Propaganda is junk science, and it can't be trusted as reliable. For example, you might notice a meme that posts a Harriet Tubman quote in support of strict immigration reform. Digging deeper, you're likely to find that that quote was misrepresented or made up to support an anti-immigration agenda. Advertising more subtly influences inf information. This, that's because many information sorting sites, including Google, use an algorithm that's specific to you. If you and a friend search the same thing, your search results may differ, especially after the first page. Does that mean you can't use Google? Of course not. We do. But you should be aware that targeted sites may be rising to the top. And when you search, dig deep and search multiple pages. Using a mind map. After conducting exploratory research to dig a little deeper, a mind map is a second brainstorming strategy to narrow and isolate a topic. A mind map is a visual tool that allows you to chart and expand key topic ideas or concepts. As you mind map, use the following tips. Start with a big idea. Break this big concept down into smaller ideas until you can't break them down anymore. Look up synonyms or like words. Write down any words you find during your research to tap into the larger conversations. Figure 3.2 is an example of a mind map based on college affordability. You can see how the topic narrowed from college affordability to textbook costs. The mind map also includes words that are, were used in the Vox article, such as open textbooks. Jotting down ideas in language that are used to in source information will provide insight into common wording used by topic experts. Keep in mind, if you do not like mind maps, make a list or develop some alternative method but make certain, make certain to keep track of everything. You can create a mind map using a program like Poplet, PowerPoint, Word, or Google Docs. We usually just grab a blank sheet of paper and pencil though. As you expand topics through a mind map, the narrower your argument becomes. Instead of a broad approach to college affordability, you now have options to explore textbook costs open textbooks, or open educational resources. We promise this will not be a waste of your time. Writing down your ideas and thoughts will help you identify keywords for further searching, so you won't have to come up with words on the fly. As you search, you can easily scratch off words that fail to get you any information. 
Mark the word that seems to get you exactly what you need, or jot down new words you stumble across as you search. All of this will save you time in the long run because it won't leave you searching for just the right word or trying the wrong word over and over. Formulating a specific purpose statement. After identifying your general purpose, to inform, to persuade, or to entertain, and brainstorming key topic ideas, you start to move in the direction of a specific purpose. A specific purpose statement builds on your general purpose, such as to inform, and it makes it more specific as the name suggests. So if you're giving a persuasive speech, your general purpose will be to persuade your audience about, for example, the rising cost of textbooks. Written together, your specific purpose would read to persuade my audience to support campus solutions to raise to rising textbook costs. Your general purpose and audience will influence how you write your specific purpose statement. See Table 3.3. Table 3.3 demonstrates how to move from general purpose to specific purpose while keeping your audience in mind. So far, so good, right? Before moving into your thesis, be aware these common pitfalls for writing specific purpose statements. Being too broad. Specific purpose statements sometimes try to cover far too much and are too broad. You are funneling a broad topic to a specific argument, so don't stop at the topic. Instead, ask, am I trying to do too much? Consider this specific purpose statement to explain to my classmates the history of ballet. This subject could result in a three-hour lecture, maybe even a whole course. You will probably find that your first attempt at a specific purpose statement will need refining. These examples are much more specific and much more manageable, given the limited amount of time you have. To explain why my classmates, to my classmates, how ballet came to be performed and studied in the US. To explain to my classmates the difference between Russian and French ballet. To explain to my classmates how ballet originated as an art form in the Renaissance, or to explain to my classmates the origin of a ballet's dancer's clothing. Often, broadness is signaled by the use of and, where specific statement is making two arguments. These examples cover two different topics. To explain to my audience how to swing a golf club and choose the best golf shoes. To persuade my classmates to be involved in the Special Olympics and vote to fund better classes for the intellectually disabled. Too specialized. The second problem with specific purpose statements is the opposite of being too broad, in that some specific purpose statements are, too, are so focused that they might not only appropriate for people who are already extremely interested in the topic or experts in a field. For example, to inform my classmates of the life cycle of a new species of lima bean, botanist, agriculturalists. To inform my classmates about the yellow five ingredient in Mountain Dew, chemists, nutritionists. To persuade my classmates that JIF peanut butter, JIF peanut butter, is better than Peter Pan, organizational chefs in large institutions. Formulating a thesis. 
While you will not actually say your specific purpose statement during your speech, you will need to clearly state what your focus and main points are going to be. Your specific purpose is still not your main argument. It's part of the funnel that you move your main argument or thesis statement. A thesis statement is a single declarative statement that outlines the purpose of your speech. The point of your thesis statement is to reveal and clarify the main argument of your speech. This part of the process is important because it's where your topic becomes an argument. Like we mentioned in the introduction, you will funnel your advocacy down to a specific argument that fits the context and goals of your speech. However, as you are processing your ideas and approach, you may still be working on them. Sometimes those main points will not be clear to you immediately. As much as we would like these writing processes to be straightforward, sometimes we find that we have to revise our original approach. This is why preparing a speech the night before you are giving it is really, really bad idea. You need lots of time for preparation and then the practice. Sometimes you will hear writing process referred to as iterative. This word means among other things that a speech or document is not always written in the same order as the audience finally experiences it. You may have noticed that we have not said anything about the introduction of your speech yet. Even though this is the first thing the audience hears, it may be one of the last parts you actually compose. It is best to consider your speech flexible as you work on it and to be willing to edit and revise. If your instructor asks you to turn an outline in before the speech, you should be clear on how much you can revise after that. Otherwise, it helps to know that you can keep editing your speech until you deliver it, especially while you practice. Here are some examples that pair general purpose, specific purpose statement, and thesis statements. Example one, general purpose, to inform. Specific purpose, to demonstrate to my audience the correct method for cleaning a computer keyboard. Thesis, your, com your computer keyboard needs regular cleaning to function well, and you can achieve that in four easy steps. Example two, general purpose, to persuade. Specific purpose, to persuade my political science class that labor unions are no longer a vital political force in the US. Thesis, although for decades in the 20th century, labor unions influenced local and national elections, in this speech, I will point out how their influence has declined in the last 30 years. Example three, general purpose, to persuade. Specific purpose, to motivate my audience to oppose the policy of drug testing welfare recipients. Thesis. Many voices are calling for welfare recipients to have gone through mandatory regular drug testing, but this policy is unjust, impractical, and costly, and fair-minded. Americans should actively oppose it. Example four. General purpose. To inform. Specific purpose, to explain to my fellow Civic Club members why I admire Representative John Lewis. Thesis, John Lewis has my admi admiration for his sacrifices during the Civil Rights Movement and his service to Georgia as a leader and U.S. representative. Notice that in all of the above examples, 
that neither of the specific purpose nor the central idea ever exceeds one sentence. You may divide your central idea and to preview the main points into two sentences or three, depending on what your instructor directs. If your central idea consists of more than three sentences, then you're probably including too much information and taking up time that is needed for the body of the speech. For thesis statements, remember the following guidelines. Do not write the statement as a question. Use concrete language. I admire Beyonce for being talented performer and businesswoman. And avoid subjective terms. My speech is about why I think Beyonce is the bomb. Or jargon and acronyms. PLA is better than CBE for adult learners. Remember that your thesis statement cements your main argument. It's the foundation of building the speech. A clear and focused thesis statement define the speech and we'll continue building the research and content around your argument. Case studies and specific purposes and thesis statements. Case study one. Michelle is a fundamentals of speech court. Michelle is taking a fundamentals of speech course in his second year of college. As a member of the college's tennis team, he wants to speak on his favorite subject, tennis. He's assigned an informative speech that should be seven minutes long and used for external sources other than his own experience. He realizes off the bat that he knows a great deal about the subject as far as how to play and be good at it, but not too much about the history or origins of the international impact of the sport. He brainstorms a list of topics. One, famous tennis players. Two, rules of tennis. Three, how to start playing tennis. Four, how to buy or choose tennis equipment. Five, why tennis is a great sport. Six, tennis organizations. Seven, where tennis came from. Eight, dealing with tennis injuries. Nine, tennis and the Olympics. And 10, famous tennis tournaments, Gram Slam events. However, he also wants to be sure that his audience is not bored or confused. His instructor, his instructor gives him a chance to get a small group and have four of his classmates give him some ideas about the topics. He finds out no one in his group has ever played tennis, but they do have questions. He knows that everyone in his class is 18 to 24 years old, single, no children, enrolled in college, and all have part-time jobs. Critique Mitch's brainstorm topics based on what you know. What should he do? Can you come up with a good starting specific purpose? Case study two. Bonita is required to give a five to six minute presentation as part of a job interview. The interview is for a position as public relations and social media director of a nonprofit organization that focuses on the nutrition in a five county region near her home. There will be five people in her audience, the president of the organization, two board members, the office manager, who is also the human resources director, and a volunteer. She has never met these people. Bonita has a college degree in public relations, so she knows her subject. She does as much as research on the organization as she can and finds out that their use of social media and the internet for publicity, marketing, and public relations. 
It does have a Facebook page, but not utilizing it well. It does not have any other social media accounts. What would you suggest for Bonita? Here are some questions to consider. Should she be persuasive, informative, or inspiring? Their general purpose. What should be her specific content area? How can she answer the two questions of the value of her topic to the audience? And why would the audience think she's credible? Conclusion. In this chapter, we discuss the best practices for brainstorming topics that funnel to an argument. Argument selection is exciting and use these tips alongside other creative information gathering skills. Next up, research. Thanks for listening. I hope you feel more empowered in advocating not just for yourself, but for others as well, and open to continuing the journey. If you have any questions about chapter content, reach out to your public speaking instructor for more information. Catch you next time for more tips and tricks on how to speak out and call in.